sonicstate.com Going solo. Hi, I'm Michael Oster. I'm the person responsible for all the uh, noise and, and disruptions you hear on the Difficult Listening Channel and on f7sound.com. Uh, when I was a kid, I guess uh, I always was interested in sound, and uh, I used to take apart uh, my dad's cassette players and things like that. Or you know, some of us friends would get a hold of a uh, one of those little portable devices that ran on batteries, and it was always fun to just record stuff with it, especially when the batteries started to run down. You get these kind of warped sounds with it. I always liked doing that and uh, had experimented with uh, some sound-on-sound -sound recording where I took a really cheap mixer and used two cassette decks and uh, played into one while I recorded to the other and that kind of thing and bounced stuff around and got some really hideous recordings, but it was fun. I had a synthesizer at the time. I had a uh, one of those Roland SH-101s, which I really wish I never got rid of. But I'd take that and, and make some sounds on it and play that in uh, to one deck and then fly that back in through another deck and then record maybe guitar or something like that. I mean, it was all very, very rudimentary, and, but it was fun to mess around with. The Macintosh got less expensive and Pro Tools had just come out. Uh, so you had sort of the beginnings of affordable digital recording where you could get truly good results in a home studio. And, you know, for a reasonable price instead of, you know, for hundreds of thousands of dollars in the past. And so I, I was bit by the bug even more. And when I graduated, I came back to Tampa. Uh, and started working uh, in video production freelancing doing audio but at the same time I was recording my own sound effects and, and sort of putting together the beginnings of my own library Concept FX Volume 1 I put out my first sound effects CD-ROM called Concept FX and it just started to grow um, by the mid-90s, I had put together a decent sound effects library of uh, original recordings and some audio experiments and things like that that I was working on, just messing with synths and putting that into the computer and uh, manipulating that. And uh, I started to realize that maybe I needed to release some of this stuff. You know, at that time, the Internet had started to play a, a bigger role in, in getting things out there. So I was exclusively marketing this uh, on the Internet. And then trade magazines would pick me up and write a little review about it or something like that. I'd get something published. And so that was how I got the interest going in the concept of FX CD-ROMs. And at that time, 97 or so, uh, I had really started getting big on the Internet. Uh, and, and people said to me I was crazy. And they're like, why are you putting time into building a website? And, you know, why are you trying to sell? Why are you coming out with your own CDs and trying to sell them? And uh, I said, because I think this is where it's going to go. You know, instead of marketing myself to just people in my neighborhood, now I could market myself to an entire people that, you know, all they have to do is have an internet connection and be able to read or speak English. <laughs> So I was constantly putting up new material, 
uh, and, and of course selling my own products and you know it became more than just uh, sound effects CD-ROMs, it became audio CDs of uh, soundscape recordings, of field recordings I did. Uh, it became um, some music that I had worked on and all this stuff and even some video. I had done a little bit of video and I, I didn't just see it as a website, I saw it almost like a, a television station or a radio station or a magazine all rolled into one. This is the Difficult Listening Channel. The Difficult Listening Channel. Uh, that's fun. That's my podcast. Uh, originally started in early 05, and that has just become a giant audio experiment. It could be 15 minutes of noise. It could be a minute and a half field recording. Uh, it could be a, a combination of a ton of different things. Um, I might have a synthesizer feeding back into itself and just record that and throw it up there. So it really is, let's see what we can do with the studio in a pretty short amount of time and get it up there and, and see if people like it. And so I kind of have a little bit of a cult following. I think there are some people that actually enjoy it, so I keep putting them out. This is July or 07, 15, 05. This one is chock full of field recordings um, with some synthetic stuff on top of it. Um, some of the synthesizer stuff came from a, a little program uh, made by Native Instruments called Reactor. I've designed some uh, some synthesizers in Reactor that, that do some pretty bizarro stuff. Again, it's it's like simulated circuit vent or, uh, or just onslaughts of noise. And so I have some of that playing behind some of these field recordings. Uh, the field recordings I recorded, uh, I was on the road then too, so I've got stuff from all around the United States, uh, you know, wherever I was on the road at gas stations, uh, you know, hospitals, uh, wherever I heard something that was interesting and I had a recorder with me, I'd hit record so you get people's voices and st stuff uh, being banged together. Edderall R09. That's kind of my new field recorder of choice, uh, and it's this little handheld thing that records to SD cards. There's a sound in here that sounds kind of like the old modems that we had back in the 90s, the old dial-up modems. It's not, but it, it's in there, and it's uh, that, that reactor synth. And I have... Uh, little bits and pieces of stuff. Again, some of this almost sounds like radio interference, like you're tuning between different channels, uh, and then it's cutting in and cutting out. Um, it's going to sound like that kind of stuff. And, and those are all field recordings in there, manipulated field recordings. Let's see how I can put it. These are, if you go to a, um, a metal plant, where they they uh, make you know they make molten metal they're making uh, different different grades of metal uh, and they'll pour they'll pour the molten metal into these uh, like an ingot mold so okay so I recorded these these uh, molds these ingot molds now they were empty at the time but they were still being moved so you hear these chunks of metal like slamming and, and moving so you get almost like little doors opening shut and, and uh, hitting each other or whatever. And that's these ingot molds. So that came from a field recording I did in 97. 
and some birds chirping on top of it. Static and some noise. That's more than likely generated in the reactor uh, program. I will sample my own work, even if it's really bad. So I would go back and grab old cassettes of, you know, like all my botched stuff that I did that was just absolutely atrocious, and take little bits and pieces of that, and then throw that into, uh, you know, into a podcast. So some of these recordings, especially later in this show, I hear some guitar work and stuff that I recorded back probably in the early, early 90s or late 80s, and I take little bits and pieces of that, little licks of that, and throw them in these podcasts. So there's some of it I recorded on micro cassette. Roland uh, JP8000 synth. Uh, and I took it and stood it up on its side and ran two outputs into a Pro Tools M-Box and just went and uh, just started manipulating the thing. I wasn't looking at playing anything in particular. In fact, since I had the, the synth kind of vertical, I wasn't trying to play it like a synth. I was more like playing the knobs and sliders and, you know, everything going on into it. And then it just ends. So, you, you know, just when you think you can't take any more, it's either going to go on for 20 more minutes or it's going to end. Uh, and that one, I guess, just ended. Thanks for listening. I have no idea where they're going. I mean, I'm just doing more of this, you know, as much of this as I can do. Uh, actually, a big thing happened. Some of my sounds were used in the, the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie that just came out. I had their supervising sound editor contact me, and uh, he liked a couple of the things he heard on some of my CDs, and so he licensed them to be used in the movie, and they were in the flick. So it was kind of cool going in the movie and hearing my own stuff in a movie. Yeah, it's been awesome. SonicState.com. Doing solo.